Okay, so here's the thing. I think it's time for another discussion about AI art and generative AI for anything, uh, whether it's creative or functional, etc. And the reason why I think we need to have a conversation specifically about art is that we're blaming the wrong things when we're critical and scared of AI, artificial intelligence, technology, when it comes to the creation of art. We're, we're, we're scared of the wrong things, or rather, we're scared because of our own perceptions. And I want to explain it in a way, I think, that perhaps you haven't considered. Okay, <clears throat> let me see. I'm trying to figure out the best way to start it because I've got lots of thoughts. We're worried, or some of you anyway, are worried that the AI revolution in terms of visual art is going to replace artists, going to replace photographers, going to replace visual artists. Never mind writers and musicians and all of that. We're going to be replaced is the fear. Now, I think first and foremost, there's no way around it. Some things will be absolutely, quote, replaced. Some functions will be completely better to be done with AI um, for various reasons, which I'll go into. But here's to my in my observation, and the way, reason why I'm not as worried, I think, is because of my own perception of what art is. And I think too much of us, too many of us, I should say, too much, too much focus on, well, when we look at art, when we experience music, when we read literature, and even just a paragraph of, of a news article, doesn't have to be a novel, The best art that we engage with and that we experience, the best art is less about the end result of the art itself and more about the intention of the art and who made it. Who being a little bit open-ended. It can be an individual. It can be a group of individuals. But that's, I think, where we lose. I think that our fear of AI taking over everything in a panic is more indicative of our own perceptions of art, and it has been for a very, very long time, not a few years, not in fact decades, possibly forever, but more so in the modern era, modern being, let's call it the last century or two, because a lot of us, and I've met you, bear with me here, I have met you, <laughs> a lot of people have the perception that art is only in and of itself the end result of what it is. There you go. It's a song. These are the people who like music. And when you ask them why they like a song or an artist, they tend to say, I really like the beat. It's just got a good beat. Th th those are those people. And we need a lot of those people because those are the people who consume music. Those are the people who pay for music and go to shows and pay for merchandise on occasion. Uh, we need the casual music fan, which is really a casual fan of art. It's got a good beat. Beyond that, doesn't matter. Next week, there'll be something else that has a good beat or potentially multiple things that have a good beat. And certainly there's enough music out there to consume on a regular basis. So the it has a good beat people will keep consuming and keep consuming. To them, the end result is it. They like this one. And it doesn't have any type of deeper resonating value to them beyond it has a good beat. They may really genuinely enjoy it, but it's here today. It's gone tomorrow. This is not 
uncommon. This is, in fact, the norm. This is, in fact, the majority of people. And if you, we can all relate to music, which is why I tend to go there first, because I think the, the type of art that's appreciated the most um, in terms of just overall sheer quantity is music. Uh, a lot of people listen to music. They turn on Spotify. They used to turn on the radio. <laughs> we have CDs and records, of course, um, streaming services everywhere. People like to listen to music, but the vast majority of them just like to listen to something that sounds good. Okay. But then there's that next layer of this onion of perceiving the music known as, excuse me, the art known as music. And that is that if a song or a series of songs has something more to it, and usually the next thing that someone might perceive if they're just only interested in something sounds cool is they like the artist and they might like the artist for reasons of the music itself. And they might like the artist because the artist is cool or iconic or controversial or good looking. Who knows why? Or simply popular because they're popular. We see that a lot in music. We have a lot of people who like an artist because of who they are. And the artist will continue giving them more of what people expect, which is those good beats and those good grooves or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be beats. It can certainly be hard rock, heavy metal. But a lot of times the casual music fans aren't interested where the music comes from on a deeper level. It's the end result the end result, okay? When we see pictures on the internet, on social media, people scroll endlessly. I, I am not Gen Z, I am not an, a young person per se, but even myself, I scroll social media like a crazy man sometimes, just passing the time for 10 minutes. And I'll, per, I'll perceive and, 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 and experience hundreds of pieces of art in a day, not just photos, hundreds of pieces of art in a day, right? And I try to stop myself when I'm in this cycle, this habitual cycle of just listening to the good beats, but visually. Is there something more here? Because the art that sticks out in your mind is the art that has more than just the good beat. Something that stands out to you, something that hits you in a deeper level. And when I say that, I've said it before, but I want to repeat, I'm not talking about deep, profound, emotionally um, serious subjects or feelings. I, it can be a very casual feeling. It can be fun. It can be jubilance. It can be humor. But something that strikes you on an emotional level that sticks with you. And these are the artists that stick with us. It's difficult to mention like top 10, excuse me, top 50 songs of all time compared to the top 50 artists. Now, it's a lot of artists and the top of your head, you might have some trouble, but I bet you can start juggling. If you're into music, you can start juggling in your mind the top 50 artists of all time that mean something to you. The artists are important. The songs are uh, going to be open-ended, subjective. Well, this one and that one, a few stand out. And the ones that do stand out, are they because they sound good or because there's something more to them? You see many polls about the greatest songs of all time, and the vast majority of them have some kind of meaning. There's some kind of personal element. There's something that people can relate to. There's something that reminds them of something. They're, they make them think. It makes them process differently. It changed the way they think at that moment when they first heard it, perhaps. It has some meaning to them. Well, art is the same way, visual art. It can be the same way. But I think most of us, and I speak for my age bracket of Gen X, but a lot of people have been pushed with the idea that art, the term itself, art is classic art, paintings. Really, let's be honest, paintings and perhaps sculpture, we'll throw that in there. When we say 
art. I am an artist. If you type in, tell me a story about an artist into chat GPT, invariably it's going to come back with something about paint strokes and brushes and whatever, because that's the default painting. So we don't see photographs as art very often. Now you might, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a photographer. Okay. But the vast majority of people don't. If music is one of the most dismissive art forms by the general public, photography is even worse, even more so dismissed. Okay. And your fear of AI taking over everything is that you are programmed with the idea that photographic art is about the end result. It's pretty today. It's gone tomorrow. And there's a lot of that that actually happens very deliberately. But I think I, I'm going to urge you to check yourself. Are you looking at photography for that proverbial good beat? Is that what you think it is? Now, we're not going to talk about the details. Photographers are going to be impacted by AI. They already are. There's no question about it. General portrait shooters, that is, those who are shooting um the people who are paying for their work is the people in the shots, <laughs> weddings, engagements, high school seniors, boudoir. They're not going to be impacted as radically and as in initially because the subjects are important. I mean, you to, I'm hiring you to photograph me and I want to be in my memory. You might use generative AI to modify an image or change something or remove something. You can see that happening. But in the end, you're still going to be potentially in very much demand because you photograph your customers. Now, customers who just need an end result image, which there's a lot of that, AI is going to start stealing a lot of that. That's no question there. But the overall value of photographers and visual art is completely going to zero is indicative of how we as a society have grown for decades after decades after decade into how we perceive art as only being an end result, not the process and not the artist. Now, we know that our favorite art, whether it's music or otherwise, we know the artists for the most part. If you like certain songs, like this is like my favorite song of all time. I've listened to this my entire life. I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. You probably know more about it than just it's a good beat. If it's that important to you. Now, there's some people who are really into music, me being one of them. And I dig deep into the artist and I want to know more. It's part of the entire experience for me. I don't just want to know the beat, the riff, the tone. I want to know more about the artist. And if I'm, I'm impacted and struck by a song, I want to know more. To me, that enhances the experience. And I am that way with artists as well. Another element that we're missing in the visual art, perception of visual art when it comes to photography, is the subject matter. The subject matter, when we are worried that AI is going to take over, what we're doing is we're degrading and lowering the priority and value in our minds of the subject matter. Now, if generative AI creates a photorealistic image of the Eiffel Tower and the surrounding areas, and it looks pretty much exactly like the real one, okay, yay, congrats, you have a picture of the Eiffel Tower. But that doesn't mean that the Eiffel Tower in and of itself has lost any value. It's just that's really easy to replicate. That's one of the, it's a very short list of extremely iconic locations. But what about people? What about people that you're making art with as your subject if you're a portrait artist that aren't paying you or you're paying them or it's a collaboration in art to create fine art of portraits? The subject, are we just dismissing the human element? Are we dismissing the storytelling element of that person by just being concerned about the end result? 
it's a, it's a blurry thing because there's going to be a little bit of both. You are going to be concerned about just the end result because you are programmed that way. We do it every day more than ever, especially on social media. End result after end result after end result. Process, individualism, intent, inspiration, motivation, backstory, history. What is happening in this person, this, this community that created this art? What's going on there? Like I said, it doesn't have to be serious. Serious is pretty common, but it can be funny. But you want to know more. And when you want to know more, and when you look at that image and you think about the person who photographed it, the person who's in it, if it's a portrait, the story behind it all, even if there's all kinds of digital work done to it, there's a story there. There's a story there. I'm going to challenge you too to talk about a story. And this is going to be a little bit controversial and it might even, I don't know, some of you might disagree or even get mad at me. But if you look at the pornography industry, okay, there's a certain amount of business to be had in imaginary pornography. Okay. Uh, you know, illustrative, animated, etc. We're going to see AI moving into the, into the pornography realm. I'm sure at some point payola is a thing. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at just sheer perversion of it and you're trying to experience a customer of pornography wants to experience the pornography for that illicit intent. They are interested in the visuals. They are interested in the audio, but mostly the visuals of the end result. But sometimes they are interested in the individual. They're interested in the porn star. And this is not, like I said, it's a bit of a controversial position here because I know I'm not necessarily saying that I'm for pornography. I understand that eroticism and um, the creation of sexualized art isn't a problem or can sometimes be done properly and really be expressive of sexuality and eroticism. But overt pornography generally is exploitive. But look at it that way. The individual is still more important to some people, even when they're just getting off the porn. So that's, of course, a fairly illicit example that may make you uncomfortable to think about. But the individual in the content is more important than the end result. To some others, the fantasy element of the, of the rendered animated, drawn AI generated content is what gets them off. Now, sexual <laughs> urges aside, we are still interested in something, whether it's uh, um, the sexual side of pornography or we're interested in an in art that someone makes and there's something more there. What is this person doing with this art? Why do they make it? Who is this person? Where are they? Where did they get? That outfit. Yes, AI can come up with something cool, but where did that come from? They made it. How they made that? What is that location? Who is this person? I've never seen them do something like that. What are they trying to say with this? Wow, that's beautiful. I can't believe that's real. That's insane. The shock value of something that is real, looking almost unreal, is exciting. There's no shock value in AI making something look unreal. There's shock right now because AI is capable of it and that's new to us. But when that fades, what do we have? We have good beats everywhere. We have cool beats and great riffs. And some of them might not be that great. But the shock value is over. The excitement is over. You will be more interested in vetted, individual, personal, and emotionally derived and inspired work once this fervor you know, subsides. Right now, we're all shocked by it. We're all playing with everything from Photoshop's generative fill as of here in late May 2023 
I'm playing with that and all the other AI generators. And the technology is shocking. There's no question. But like I said, that will fade and then we'll be left with what we always had, which is what is this piece of art doing for me on a deeper level? What questions does it bring up? How does it impress me? Because being impressed by art is part of it. Even if it's not supposed to be technically demanding art, being impressed by it is part of it. You're supposed to look at it and go, wow. You know, I am completely drawn into artwork that blows me away for the sheer beauty and then the intent. Right now, every time I look at a really, really impressive AI image, let's say portraits, guys. I'm a portrait shooter. I'm going to speak from that perspective. Every time I look at an incredible AI generated portrait, what I'm impressed by is the AI. What I'm impressed by is the generative visuals that it made. If some of those were created by people with people in them and other digital elements, I'd be enthralled the way I am when I do see those kind of portraits, whether it's a complicated composite or a simple portrait. If there's something about it that draws me in, that makes me think that's a real situation, that's impressive to me. That's exciting to me. That's inspiring and stimulating to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Did it ever occur to you why so much BTS behind the scenes is so popular on social media? Why we have behind the scenes features on DVDs back in the day or on TV and VHS tapes? Did, it, did you think about that? Why do people like behind the scenes so much? It's because it brings that personal element. It satisfies that curiosity of how this was made, not just for the technical so you can learn how to do it, but because it's exciting. You want to know why. You want to see Peter Jackson and Lord of the Rings behind the scenes and see how all this shit was made. It's cool to watch. You enjoy the end result, but you're also interested in more. You want to know the process. You want to know the inspiration the story. And behind the scenes content is a perfect example of how there's more to art than the end result. We are excited by the behind the scenes content. If you're a photographer, I guarantee you, you have experience posting a BTS and you get more likes and interests and comments on your BTS than your final shot because people are curious. It tells a story to them. It excites them. It does very little without the final shot. They need that. But how exciting is it to know how it was done? With AI, how was it done? Here's my prompt. That's kind of cool, I guess. What happens when that wears out? What happens when the prompts are so human-like that it doesn't matter anymore? You literally type in something or hell, you just use your voice and just say, uh, yeah, right, uh, I need an image of this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I need uh, seven different renditions uh, and the portraits of this and that, da, 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 and then about 40 you know, megapixels, 16-bit, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, cool, thanks, I'll be back. And the computer goes, I... Boom, and there you go. That's great for some things, but there's no story there. There's no behind the scenes there. There's no intent. There's no journey. There's nothing. And I don't care how good AI gets, there's nothing. And some people are leveraging AI with the prompts and getting prompts from ChatGPT and shoving them to mid journey and stuff like that. There's some creative attempts to do more with it, but it's never going to replace the human effort. It can't. It can't. We've seen it in music. I keep keep coming back to that. But as a lifelong musician now, I've seen so many things come and go. Um, right now, to for me to record a song that sounds like a reasonable, I don't know, hard rock song right now uh, with my guitars and bass and synthesized drums, uh, I could do that in Logic Pro in a couple of hours and it would sound pretty much 
perfect, technically, whether the song is good or not, I don't know. Uh, and trying to record the same thing 25 years ago was an enormous effort, an enormous production, which was fun for me, but it was a huge production compared to today to get a comparable result. There are still better ways to do things than just sitting on your laptop. But what I'm saying is that I've watched technology come and go. I've watched synthesized drums evolve from a cheesy little click and bop on a, on a black box into what it is today. I've seen all kinds of synthetic instruments evolve and evolve and evolve, never mind what we're seeing with AI-generated music. But somehow or another, the artist is not unimportant. If you disappear immediately and vanish and dissolve into nothing with your art, now that AI is here, I think that might, might be indicative of perhaps a lack of substance on your part on why you're doing what you're doing. And I know that sounds critical. And I'm not trying to say, you know, you fucked up. I'm saying you can save this, if you will. You can rethink, you can reframe how you make your art and how people perceive your art. We all can't be Andy Warhol. We all can't be the notorious artist that everybody knows and loves and then makes millions of dollars. I understand that, okay? And maybe you are an end result type of artist. You're gonna have to learn to adapt and evolve, and that's okay. But is AI going to destroy all of us? My opinion, no. It will change how we do things the way other technologies have. And once the exciting bit goes away, oh my God, look what this prompt did, holy shit. Once that fades, all we have left is ourselves. We have another tool, admittedly a pretty cool one, but we have another tool. What are we gonna do with it? Guarantee you people still wanna know about your background process. Not so much your prompts, they might be interested in that, but when there's a real effort involved, it's more exciting. For example, the non-musician, the average non-musician, really enjoys drum solos. Why? What's the fascination there? See, the average non-musician, if you put someone playing a beautiful classical guitar piece that's not particularly fast and it's pretty, the average non-musician is going to go, well, that was pretty, and that's it. And the reason why is that they don't understand the nuance of that performance. They don't understand what went into that performance. On a drum solo, which are generally fast and bombastic, um, th there's something impressive and cathartic and animalistic about a drum solo. Hitting those drums as fast as you can, generally in some rhythmic pattern, it triggers something animalistic and evolutionary in our brains. And even the most a completely uninterested non-musician will watch a drum solo and be like, man, check that out. That dude's crazy. We see that a lot. And as a musician, I notice that because there's something there. And what is that that's there? Is that the human has a relation to it. I can relate to hitting something with a stick. Almost everybody has hit something with an object of some kind. Almost everyone has tapped their hands on a table to a song they like, tapped their foot, something, clapped their hands. Everyone has done some rudimentary version of drumming. So when we see someone drumming quickly and with skill and precision and some kind of groove, we think, wow, I can't do that. What are you actually appreciating? That end result? Are you actually appreciating the work and practice and skill that went into creating that? That is what you're excited about. You're inadvertently, subconsciously acknowledging that person's effort for practice, and, and, and devotion to their skill set to be able to do that because you can relate to it. When you can't relate to it at all and it's not bombastic and exciting, 
Your brain disconnects because you can't process it. You don't know how to appreciate it. Which is why a lot of end result art is dismissed. We consume so much great photography, technically great photography, that we don't realize most people don't know how to get those results. The idea of typing in a prompt and getting that result when you're not that person, when you're not an artist, that's kind of exciting. I can do this now. You're not really doing it, but it's still exciting. And then the artist now feels like, I have been replaced. No, you haven't been replaced. You have been forced to adapt, but you cannot be replaced. You cannot be replaced. Because even if we see AI systems evolve to where they're indistinguishable from humans, we're getting there already, where there's even a physical element, a, ro a robot, an android element, and someone, this creature, this <laughs> AI being walks in and says, hey, what do you need? Hey, can you um, sit behind the drums and give me a groove? Yeah, okay, one second. They come back to Give me something, eight, 85 BPM, something a little bit funky, a little bit of breakbeat, keep it real tight. All right, and the drummer's out. And this is an AI robot playing drums. That is about as human analog as we can get. We're literally making an AI person, AI creature, AI being, play real drums that humans can play. The drums were designed around the physical form of a human throughout millennia, and then now, we have something that we've created simulating that. Even if we get to that point, that AI person, that AI being does not have a history, does not have a personality with a, 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 a hometown, a backstory. Will we get to the point where we have AI beings in our societies that are in fact born at some point, presumably full size, um, and live in life and have personalities that are basically indistinguishable from humans. And they do have histories and do have synthesized emotions. Will we get to that point? I don't know, but I don't see us getting there anytime soon. And then there's also the moral responsibility of how far do we push AI in that way. We've seen a million movies and stories about it. That's another discussion, but you are important as an artist because you exist and because you are an artist. I'll remind you again, people are interested in your behind the scenes. They're interested in it because there's more to the art than the final image. It could just be wanton curiosity, but that's still interesting, isn't it? That's still an inspiration. How did you do this? How did you do this is an incredibly common thing that we say to ourselves, whether we say it verbatim or subconsciously, we are asking ourselves, how did you do this when we're impressed? By the drum solo, by the guitar solo, by the vocal performance, by the photography, whatever, by the pose, by creating an outfit, by journeying to a location to take a photo that's a very difficult location to get to or somewhere that no one else has seen that's striking and beautiful or dangerous. We can relate to that. That's very deeply evolutionary as well. Danger. AI will never elicit danger. There's no story behind a dangerous image created by AI. The danger of AI is another discussion, but the image itself of hanging off some precipice to get some amazing angle of a shot that you took a reasonable risk to capture something. There's a story there, a story that AI can pro provide an end result for, but not the story line that led to it. So I don't see it. I, I think that if you see yourself being completely replaced and everything being replaced because the end results are good. It tells me a lot about how you perceive art. You're worried about the songs with the good beat 
being created instantly instead of by producers. And there's so much more to that. I urge you right now, go online and type in uh, the top 100 songs of the 20th century. Take a look at that list. You're going to be hard-pressed to find anything with just a good beat. You're going to be hard-pressed to find anything by an artist you've never heard of. And you're going to be hard-pressed to find very much humor. <laughs> I think most people see art uh, in, the, in music. They see the art of music as, as a, 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 a me messenger, a way to, to elicit ideas and to, to process things, especially the world and society. There's going to be a lot of seriousness on that list. But what there's not going to be is a bunch of dismissive beats. There's going to be some depth to it. Whether you like the songs or not, they're going to have some depth. And so take that into visual art and realize that. Stop worrying about the generic beats being replaced. They're going to. What are you doing? Are people more interested in you and your intent and your reasoning and your behind the scenes and your entire, every, every moment that led your life to where you are now to make that art? People are interested in it. If you allow them to see it, if you give them a reason to be interested in it, promise you. So yeah, AI is changing things. Let it change things. There's nothing we can do about it. Will we be smart and reasonable? Don't know. Is this the beginning of one of the great filters? Is Kurzweil correct? Maybe. <laughs> that remains to be seen. But what we do know, or what I know anyway, in my very strong opinion, is that we are not killed off. We are not dead just because this AI thing is here. First of all, it's been around for a while. Second of all, just certain things you can't replace. Maybe ramp up that BTS that you've been posting or maybe maybe not posting enough of. I bet you people will care. <laughs>